Well, good morning again. <laughs> um, just so great to be with you. This is actually my third time at Zion Covenant here in Jamestown. Um, it's always fun to come and see familiar faces and meet um, some new people, and great to have my family with me here this time. So uh, thank you so much for the invitation to come and be with you this morning. So this is my first time here, uh, and this morning we would like to talk about blessed are the peacemakers. And I would like to start with a story of a good friend of mine, uh, Stephanie, who lives in Colombia. She lives in a, my hometown, and I have known her since she was a little baby. Uh, uh, but I left my hometown when I finished high school to live in the city of Bogota and then to live in another part. And I came back to my hometown again and I saw her again when she was a teenager. And she was serving in the local Covenant Church with kids uh, and she was very excited about that. And then we left Colombia and I saw her again three years later when she was uh, in a not very good situation. She had a, a baby, she was married, but her uh, uh, relationship didn't work very well. She separated, and she was in a very bad situation um, because the church was not supporting her uh, because she did something wrong. Uh, but she wants to serve God. Uh, so we were invited to work with the Youth Organization of Colombia to put a peace program together and I invite her to be part of this program. Uh, and after a year of studying, she was able to be healed. And now Stephanie is doing peacemaker in my hometown. Uh, she's serving the Lord. She's been an example of what it means uh, to be a peacemaker. And today we would like to talk about this topic uh, and focusing on the people who are working in Colombia and doing uh, good things for the Lord. This morning we want to listen to God. Um, we want to listen, what does God say about peace? Um, what does Jesus teach about reconciliation? And what do peace and reconciliation have to even do with being a Christian as we are here this morning? So if we look at scripture um, and if we look at Jesus' life and teaching, apparently peacemaking and reconciliation are core. Um, to the gospel, and they're core to our identity as disciples of Christ. In Jesus' well-known Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus is sitting around with his disciples, and he's teaching them about the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? What does it look like to be a part of this kingdom? And he indicates that as a part of this kingdom, the disciples need to redirect or readjust um, their objectives, their motivations, their actions. And it's in this context that we read Matthew 5, 9. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this text. Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Or it could be also read, blessed are those who work for peace for they will be called the children of God. Now, this must have been a shock for Jesus' disciples, for those who were listening, um, because the people of Israel were waiting for a conqueror. Uh, they, they were under um, the Roman Empire, and they were waiting for someone to liberate them, someone who had come with power and violence, because that's how it was done. Um, 
they would have expected violence because that is what they knew. But here Jesus is clearly stating that his kingdom is different. His kingdom and Jesus as a redeemer is a different kind of redeemer. It's here that Jesus emphasizes that one of the values of God's kingdom is peace. He says that those who seek peace will be blessed. Or when you look at the Greek, it, it signifies doubly happy, extremely, extremely happy, and that they will be called the children of God. So, but what is peace? When we talk about peace, uh, what is the concept or what the Bible has to say about peace? Uh, when we talk in the Bible about peace, the work in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is the word shalom. And shalom uh, is a very deep word. Uh, when, some, when we ask people what is peace, people usually say absence of conflict, but it's not. Uh, shalom means uh, wholeness, means good relationship with the creator, with myself, with others, but also with the whole creation. Shalom has to do with justice, too. Uh, it is something that, ha if you look the Bible, it's Genesis 1 and 2. That is perfect, Shalom. Mm -hmm. Human beings were in relationship with their creator. They were good each other. And they were taking care of the whole creation. That is Shalom. In the New Testament, the word for peace is the word Irene. But when Jesus used that word, Jesus don't use that word as the Greek people use that word. The Greek talk about peace was just by myself. If I'm in relationship with myself, I'm in peace. But Jesus said, this is not the kind of peace that I'm talking about. Jesus is talking about shalom. Because he was a Jewish, and that's the way the Jewish thought about peace. Relationship with the creator, with themselves, with others and with the whole creation. It is wholeness, it is completeness, it is well-being. That is peace in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we wanna look at kind of some of these relationships as we talk about wholeness uh, in relationship. And the first one that Julio mentioned is that of being in right relationship with God. And we wanna share uh, the testimony of our friend Juan Felipe, who we think really illustrates um, what it means to be in right relationship with God. Juan Felipe is in his 20s. He and his wife Lina are a part of our local church in uh, Itagui, Colombia. Um, but Juan Felipe was in search for meaning. Two, three years ago, he was looking every which way for meaning in life, for peace in life. And he and his wife decided, we're getting on a motorcycle, we're not working, we're gonna just go. And they, they went to indigenous communities, they traveled throughout Colombia, they made it to Ecuador, they're sleeping on the side of the road, um, they're getting involved with drugs, they're getting involved with different types of religions. Um, and Juan Felipe got emptier and emptier and emptier. Um, his wife ended up going back to Colombia because she hit rock bottom. Uh, Juan Felipe um, eventually followed. Um, and really was at a place of questioning life um, and whether it was something worth living. Uh, they were able to connect with our local pastor, Jorge Gonzalez, and through a process of healing, of recovery, Juan Felipe came to experience the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. 
He was able to reconcile with his heavenly father. And it's been just a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch Juan Felipe come with his questions and just savor the word of God. And in May, uh, Juan Felipe was baptized with the local congregation. Um, And as he stood in front of uh, his congregation, he said, Jesus, save me. I have finally found peace. Um, And just a couple weeks ago, we got a message from Juan Felipe saying, pray for me. It's my first Sunday ever preaching. Um, And so he was able to preach at his local congregation. But this is right relationship with the God. This is wholeness um, with our creator. But peace doesn't just stop with right relationship with God. It's also horizontal. It's right relationship with each other, um, with those who sit next to you in the pew, with those who are in your community, your neighborhood, your workplace. Uh, We have the opportunity also to um, be a part of a leadership development program, and we're seeing people come from different covenant churches around different cities. Um, And not only are they growing in God's word, but they're learning what it means to be in relationship with one another. That is shalom. That is peace. And then also we see that it is right relationship with God's creation. We were created to steward this earth, to care for the earth. Um, And if we we, uh, admit it, we have not been so good at doing that as Christians. Um, But this is also part of shalom. This is what it means to be in right relationship. Um, Al Tisson, the executive director of Serve Globally, in his book, Whole and Reconciled, says that shalom can be summed up as God's very best. It's God's very best. It was his intention in the beginning, and it's his intention through Jesus Christ. This is what we see in Genesis 1 and 2, and we're told by Paul in Colossians that God's intent is to bring this peace and reconciliation to all things through Christ. I'm going to read Colossians 1, 19 through 20. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Peace is possible through Christ. Reconciliation is possible through Christ. And we are not invited to only experience it, but to live it, to model it, to seek it out in our relationships with others. Through Jesus, God has initiated reconciliation and invites us to participate in this ministry of reconciliation and to be doers of peace. As Katie said before, uh, when we talk about peace, it's something that we have to do, we have to make, we have to work for it. And uh, what does it mean to be a peacemaker? Uh, this, is, this is a good question. And in Jeremiah 29, verse 7, uh, the people of God were exiled. They were suffering. They were not in a very good condition under the Babylonian Empire. And when they were there, they thought they were going to be there just for a little bit. But then the Jeremiah sent them a letter uh, saying that, no, you are not going to be there just for a little bit. You're going to be there for a long time. God has brought you there, and now you have to do something for the people who are even oppressing you. Jeremiah said, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. 
because if it, it prosper, you too will prosper. The word prosper here is the word shalom. The word peace here is also the word shalom. So God is asking the people of his people to pray and to seek the shalom of their enemy. To seek the good for the enemy. So shalom is something very, very deep. So in Jeremiah 29, the prophet is writing to a community that is in exile. There is, under, there is suffering. The God was the one who carried them there. Intentionally allowed them to be living in this place, among these people. It is not an accident that they are there. God carried them there. God said, I want you to move in, engage the culture, work for the holistic good, the shalom of that city. This is our call, as we saw in Matthew 5, 9. We are called to seek the peace, even the peace of our enemies. We are called to seek and pray. Seek and pray are active. They are action, something that we have to do. It's not passive. Seeking is doing. That means that we as a Christian, we are not just here for us to have a nice place to be here and enjoy our Lord here. We are here to impact our world. We are here to impact our communities, our neighborhoods, our families. We are here to show God to show God shalom. Have you ever stopped thinking about how the world would like if God's shalom would reign here? What would, you, what would this city look like if God's shalom reign? What relationship there are broken? How do they would like look, look like if God's shalom reign? These are some questions that we need to ask ourselves but also there are questions that some people are asking in Colombia, and I would like Katie to share a little bit about that. As Julio said, um, over the course of a year, some youth came together to study what does the Bible say about peace and reconciliation? What is our call? Um, and as a, as a result, they developed the Be Peace, Make Peace project, which Stephanie is now one of the leaders of. Um, they recognize they're not living in exile, um, but they are conscious of the call of God in their lives to seek the peace of their community. And they are living in a place where violence, uh, violent conflict has been the norm. Um, they, uh, it's a place where one young man told us, I didn't know that there was another way to respond to conflict except through violence. That's just all I'd seen, that's all I'd experienced. Um, but the Be Peace, Make Peace project is equipping children and youth to live as peacemakers even where conflict is present. Estefania um, shared a little bit with us and I want to I wanna read her, her thoughts. She says, I think that if we apply shalom to our world today in El Bagre where we live, it would change so many things. We see peace as when there is no war between nations or countries, but I say that if we have this holistic peace, this peace that is so big, and if we were truly to live it, things would change. 
things like the environment, our relationship with others, in our homes. We wouldn't just be on the outside looking like others, seeing all the violence around us. We would see beyond as to what could be. That's, that's, these are Stephanie's words. After a year of being in this project, God has changed her life. Uh, and she is doing amazing thing in my hometown. So I'm very proud of her. I always tell her story wherever I go. Uh, as a, when you talk about peace building, about peacemaking, uh, there are three different ways where people uh, build peace. It's supposed to be a triangle there, but it's like a square. So I don't know what happened. Uh, uh, it's a triangle. So imagine there is a triangle there. <laughs> So we talk about three ways of, uh, of doing uh, peacemaking. Uh, one is from the top to the bottom, which is between governments and leaders around the world who they have conversations like the President of the United States go to North Korea or to Israel to have conversation about peacemaking. So the big leaders have conversations about that. This is one way. The other way is in the middle, where people who have scholar, NGOs, organizations, they got together and they have conversations about peacemaking and they do a lot of stuff about peace, building peace. And the other way is from the bottom to the top, which is local organizations, local churches, local NGOs, local youth group, uh, working, building peace. And this is the way that the youth organization of Colombia are doing. In my hometown, uh, a group of youth are working, building, print from the bottom to the top. And I believe that this is the Jesus way. I believe that God could have fixed everything from the top to the bottom. But he decided to, to come in the form of human being as a Jesus and build from the bottom to the top transforming, starting with 12 people, and now we are here after 2,000 years. Some kind of revolutions, a good revolutions. This is what this group is doing in El Bagre, through people like Stefania and other youth who are building peace in their communities from the bottom to the top. And the, that's Jesus' way. That's the Jesus' way to bring shalom. In the course of a year uh, in the town of El Bagre, the Be Peace, Make Peace project has been impacting children, youth, and families. Uh, they've offered practical workshops on things like forgiveness, conflict transformation, treating other people well, um, peace, forgiveness, trauma healing. They've offered peace fairs for children in the community. You have to imagine El Bagre is about 90 to 100 degrees mm -hmm. year-round with 90% humidity, okay? So they go out into the town fields, the soccer fields, which are mainly dust, mm -hmm. um, and they create a fair. They create different um, stations for kids to go and play and experience peace and love and joy um, through games. At one of the fairs, they had over 300 kids come out to participate. 
They've also offered a soccer tournament um, uh, where there were different rules. Um, there actually weren't rules. There wasn't a referee. The, game, the teams had to come together to determine the rules before it even began. And if there was a conflict on the field, they had to stop and they had to resolve it in a way uh, that both teams uh, would agree to. The interesting thing was there were eight kids teams who participated in this tournament and they all finished. There were four adult teams that began and none of them were able to complete the tournament. They all dropped out. They were not able to resolve conflict. So that's why the youth in the town of El Bagre have said it has to begin with the children. We have to build a culture of peace with our kids. They've also been taking care of their environment. Uh, El Bagre is a gold mining town. Over 85% of the economy is based on gold. As a result, rivers are polluted, um, the land is dug up, trees are dying. Um, and so the youth and children have been a part of planting new trees. They've been a part of cleaning up the, the neighborhood soccer field, cleaning up the neighborhood streets as a way of proclaiming God's shalom. Our city matters, our earth matters. Um, and so they have been, again, showing shalom in various ways. Just a fun note, they just yesterday had their kickoff um, for their second phase. They're going into their second year of the project thanks to a grant they received from Covenant World Relief. Um, and we received lots of videos and pictures yesterday of kids dancing and dramas. Uh, it all took place in the local church, but they're kicking off another year of making an impact in their community. One of the things that they try to do is, uh, Stephanie, she is invited to go to the local uh, uh, youth organization to share about, as she said, I'm here because I am sharing about shalom, about God peace. And I'm here because I want the church to be out of the four walls. Uh, I'm here because God called me to do that, to take the church out of the four walls. Mm -hmm. And I want to say something that is not very fun, but it's true. At the beginning, the pastor was against the project because the idea of the pastor was to bring people to the church. And the youth said, no, we are not doing that. We are bringing the church out. Uh, and it's working, even though the pastor is not very happy, but it's working. <laughs> uh, peacemaking involves small and large actions. It happens in our daily lives. Often we think of context that experience violence as those needing peace, but we all experience brokenness uh, in shalom. Wherever in a relationship with God, with other people, or with the whole creation, we all, as a human being, experience brokenness. So we all need God's shalom. Some questions that we can ask today is, in what ways are we experiencing brokenness? Uh, how your life, your city, will be different if God shall not reign here? Uh, what do the people would say if God shall not reign in this local church? These are some questions that we need to ask every day as a local congregation. It is our call as Christians to be peacemakers wherever we are. Jamestown, Chicago, Columbia. And peace is wholeness. It is right relationship with God. It is right relationship with ourselves, with others, and with creation. 
We are called to biblical peace, to shalom. It's not an individual peace. It is a collective peace. Peacemaking is not easy. It requires commitment, sacrifice, humility, hard work. And in the case of those in the Be Peace, Make Peace project, it requires that they build peace even in the midst of violent conflict. But one thing they've learned is that it also produces joy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. We just want to end by giving you a little glimpse of that through a video. This is the, the video of uh, what God has been doing through them. And mm -hmm. uh, we hope that this Zion Covenant Church also become a peacemaker covenant church in some ways. God bless you, and thank you for allowing us to be here with you. And continue to pray for Colombia, because we still have a lot of conflict. But God is working even in the middle of conflict in Colombia.